Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's the Chief Development Officer for Spoke Sciences. It's Mandy Lozano. Mandy, your website is spokesciences.com, and it's so great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here, Josh. I appreciate the invite. Well, you and I were having so much fun talking about what Spoke Science is, what the work that you're doing, uh, and I would love to learn a little bit more about your role with Spoke Sciences and what Spoke Science is like, what, what kind of like the impact that you're having in the world right now. Sure. So one of the core theses of our company is that things that come from plants are often actually insoluble in water. It's called lipophilic. And um, that actually creates a lot of challenges, especially in like the food and beverage and beauty industry. As you might know, a lot of things that are in those industries are based in water, right? And so when you add ingredients that are really great for us from plants, oftentimes they don't integrate that well. And so then a lot of sometimes yucky chemicals are needed Mm -hmm. to make them integrate better, right? Surfactants, emulsifiers, suspension agents, also um, some flavorings can be added and scent modifiers to cover up what sometimes things that come from plants smell and taste gross, even though you wouldn't think they do. And so there's just a lot of sometimes not great stuff involved. And what we have been trying to figure out at Spoke, um, we have some patents on this process is how to take things from plants and sort of encapsulate them in very, we're talking on like the nanoparticulate scale. So nothing you and I can see, um, but we're working on sort of encapsulating those things with a few of our patents and making them more applicable in the food and beverage and beauty industry, which is actually a massive challenge in the industry. And we're hoping to help solve that. And then also the last thing that's so great about our technology is that um, we believe it's helping to increase the bioavailability of those compounds from plants. You you and I both know there's so many benefits to focusing more on, you know, nature and her wisdom um, for our own health. Well, the bioavailability is a really big deal. Your system is water. So its ability to absorb into your system is sometimes in question. Like there's a lot of things that people sort of put in into beverages or beauty products that maybe just sort of go right through your system because they're not bioavailable. So um, that's something we're hoping to tackle as well with our technology platform. So that's what we do. Yeah. And I would say that today, you know, and I'm just kind of thinking about this from a consumer behavior um, perspective. I think consumers demand a certain quality. So let's say, for example, um, and, and again, I'm, I'm not sure if this is the right, you know, right, right uh, example, but let's say that there is a uh, a drink formula. Let's say it's like a pre-workout or post-workout, sure. something I have familiarity with, and yeah. it just doesn't mix in water very well. Like I think in the past, maybe it wasn't so much a big a deal, but I think today, if there is a, and I don't want to call it a defect, it's just maybe a limitation of the product, that limitation can drastically 
impact your market, like your ability to get that product in the hands of consumers. And so it's not enough just to, you know, say, well, listen, we're going to put healthier ingredients in it. Okay. But if, if it's less effective, yes, thank you so much for taking the yucky stuff out. Um, <laughs> but your product smells, you know, or it's, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it, it doesn't get absorbed in the way or it just looks wrong. Um, people are going to be snapping pictures of that. They're going to be posting it in their reviews. They're going to be posting sure. on their social media. And it's like, it might be the actually biologically must be the, might be the greatest product on the planet for you, but because there's some Weird undesirable effects that puts major pressure on, you know, those who need to get this product sold. You're so right, Josh. And you're sort of doing my work for me. Thank you. That's a great distillation of one of the challenges that faces, especially beverage producers. You know, I've worked for some of the major consumer goods companies in the world, PepsiCo, Nestle, Starbucks, and also Burt's Bees, which is a lot smaller. That was beauty care. But um, absolutely, these are their challenges. And consumer experience is so critical to exactly like, we all know that word of mouth is the most important thing when folks want to try something. It's someone they trust saying that it's great. Well, like you just mentioned those reviews, those pictures posted on social media, et cetera, of like weird settling in a beverage. Those are all harmful to your brand mm-hmm. and to your product success. And we want to help solve that. Yeah, I can't help it. There was a, a brand of a kind of a more natural energy drink. Uh, and I opened it up. I took a drink. I'm like, ooh, there was something solid in there. I yeah. poured it out and it was like, just like chunky. It was so yeah. disgusting. So I posted it on social. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, that's kind of my experience with it. And yeah. um yeah, I you know, but but see every consumer is a center of influence today. So you can't you know, you can't hope that oh, well, only 10% of the population is going to have a negative experience. Like that's you can't get away with that anymore. Like it has to be great all the time. You're so right. You have to design it perfectly for like, I think the founders of Airbnb coined this great phrase about like, make it perfect for 10 before you scale it to a thousand. And that's what we're focusing on. How do we make this a really, how do we help our, you know, future business partners who are beverage or beauty manufacturers? How do we help them make something perfect and then be able to scale it and mass produce it? Um, And that's something that we really specialize in. We have a lot of great experts who can help. So yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta make it. There is yeah, the consumer holds the keys to your success yeah. and their experience is so critical. And yeah, you can't just be like, oh, give us give us a pass. It just doesn't really work that way anymore. No, yeah. You know, I see this in the beauty world quite a yeah. bit as well, which I know you have a lot of background and experience with as well. Um, boy, I mean, the, the level of, you know... Um, just, you know, it's like everyone is, a, you know, everyone's a lay scientist on YouTube, you know, when it comes to beauty products right. too. And it's right. like the level of technical detail that some of these YouTubers are getting into and they break down, you know, all the elements of the product. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of pressure. And so, you know, again, if you're in the CPG world, I, you know, kind of getting to my next question is I almost feel like there's never really a time to rest on your laurels in terms of like your formula. If you aren't constantly, you know, in the R and D lab, um, you know, trying to stay ahead of what would happen. Say, for example, we know that this chemical, for example, that we're using this compound that we're using in our product, like it's got mixed data on it right now. Yeah. There are some people that are a little concerned about it, but it's not a big deal right now that very much could be a big deal 
in a couple of months from now because some influencer says, this stuff is awful for you. And all of a sudden, all the other influencers kind of pile on. It's like, okay, well, we're dependent on it. And we haven't found a suitable replacement. Um, These are the things I think that kind of go in our ongoing, you know, trying to protect our company from, you know, having to get pulled off the shelves because consumers en masse are, are saying no. Yeah, yeah. That that um, need to always be innovating and optimizing and listening to the right feedback, ideally from the market, right? About how your product is doing is so critical. And plenty of companies just maybe by virtue of their structure and size don't really honor those feedback loops and can get stuck and complacent, like you were saying, and rest on their laurels. Whereas I think, you know, more innovative companies with that entrepreneurial spirit or spark are always tinkering. And that's, I think, very powerful and they can disrupt entire marketplaces. It's quite impressive. Yeah. So talk about what it, what does engagement look like with Spoke Sciences? Like who, you know, who would make a really, really great company to reach out and say, oh my gosh, we need to work together because here's our challenge. Here's our concern. Like, what does that end up looking like? <laughs> well, oh, should I name names, right? So basically, I mean, having, you know, worked in, in the food and beverage industry and beauty industry, you know, any of the folks I've worked for, you know, couldn't be really compelling um, business partners for us. I know a little more about the problems they're trying to solve for the consumer. But yeah, like so specifically, you know, beverage companies that are trying to add even more benefits to their products. Because we know, Josh, that people don't want to take handfuls of pills on a daily Mm -hmm. basis, right? They want to get better nutrition and benefits from things that they would take in naturally. And, you know, short of eating, you know, 10 pounds of kale a day, there's other ways to bring in beneficial nutrients and uh, we want to play a role there. So companies that are trying to solve that through beverages with more enhanced ingredients that actually work, that actually integrate into their product, you know, and don't settle onto the bottom with that chunky stuff like you mentioned. <laughs> I think there's plenty of those and there's there's more upstarts, smaller companies that are still privately held or maybe owned by VCs that are interesting. And then there's ones that are, you know, sub brands of bigger companies like Body Armor, which was recently purchased by Coca-Cola, you know, Gatorade, you know, for my oh, own. Yeah. So there's, there's big and small brands that could benefit from the kind of technology that we offer. And, you know, same story in beauty, right? There's bigger scaled um, brands, you know, under the P&G umbrella or Unilever or, you know, something like that, or the smaller ones like the Burt's Bees of the Worlds or, you know, Glossier and smaller. So there's a lot that can benefit from what we have to offer. It's just a matter of getting on the radar of both the decision makers on the commercial side, but also on the science side. And we are so fortunate to have extremely smart folks on the science side. I always joke that, you know, I have an MBA, but I'm the least educated person in the company. (laughs) There are piles of degrees in everyone else's um, on everyone else's walls who works at Spoke. And so they have such great expertise in pharma and patent law and chemistry and um, figuring out how to really solve those problems for potential business partners, large or small. Yeah. Boy, since I have someone who knows what you know and has your particular set of skills, uh, I, I, you know, I obviously have my own things. I'm like, oh, um, what <laughs> have you seen? Like, have you, I, I don't know if you're involved or, been involved in like um, sweeteners, for example, I feel like the past three to five years have been really exciting for sweeteners. And we've seen so many new um, sweeteners, you know, obviously I think that are a little bit more natural 
uh, as opposed to yeah. like the aspartames and and right. ugh, which yeah, monkfruit and stevia. Monkfruit and stevia, really I know. Huge. I had something recently. It was like hops, like water with hops extract with mm. monkfruit for a sweetener, which helped improve because hops like straight up taste. They're a little bitter. You know, that's what makes yeah. IPAs, IPAs. And it's an acquired taste, but it was an interesting <laughs> combo of hops plus uh, plus monk fruit. Yeah, no, those you're exactly right. I think people have have keyed into like some of the scary things about artificial sweeteners and yeah. how to use, again, the wisdom of plants. Plants are pretty amazing. Uh, they have a lot to offer us and really harnessing their power is again, one of our core theses at Spoke. Yeah. What are some of the other, um, you know, I'd say kind of, um, kind of bio-oriented oh, advancements uh -huh. that you've seen that are either that you've seen kind of come on the radar over the past couple of years or things that are on the horizon that you're like, Ooh, watch this because I think there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. So there's, as you know, like as we are getting, I think more attuned globally to this idea of mental health, anxiety, you know, just I, the world is so tough and folks ability to persevere is, is really a question mark, right. And things like headspace and really interesting, um, products that you can take, you know, for sleep or relaxation, et cetera. There's a lot of stuff on the horizon there. You know, CBD is certainly something that's got a lot of emerging and interesting data on it. And yeah. also um, compounds like L-theanine. I've actually seen some more broadly distributed consumer products with L-theanine in it, which is sort of a relaxant um, in some contexts, but also um, like a gentle stimulant in others. So um, L-theanine is really interesting. CoEQ10, which helps sort of with our internal energy systems. Uh, resveratrol. So we all love an excuse to drink a bunch of wine, right? So you can actually <laughs> find resveratrol in small quantities in wine or like blueberries. Unfortunately, one can't really drink enough wine to get the benefits of resveratrol today. So that's something that's on the horizon as well. It has some anti-aging properties that- Oh, Res-B, right? Yes. It's, thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's what I've, it's I've heard of that. Called. Yeah. And so we're- you know, trying to figure that out at Spoke because it's a, it's a lipophilic, you know, a, a uh -huh. water insoluble compound, which is really interesting at Spoke because water soluble things like vitamin C, et cetera, like that's not a problem to solve. Those are easily integrated into products. We focus on those lipophilic, the ones that don't absorb in water and resveratrol is one. So there's that. Let's see. There's also some interesting things that help with immunity, um, specifically mm. xanthahumol, which actually comes from hops is an interesting compound. Um, that is something that's just beginning to be on the radar of folks um, as a as a like helpful immunity booster, anti-inflammatory. So that's what we're seeing. You know, there's the there's again things that have been you know in the marketplace for a while, but I think the new cutting edge stuff is some of the things I just rattled off. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so I understand. Um, so is this, let's say it's, um, let's say there's a, um, uh, independent, um, you know, kind of startup and they're producing a particular, um, food product, you know, and, and again, one that's going to be about a little bit more, it sounds more liquid. Oriented. Yeah. Usually liquid is kind of where we shine. Yeah. When things are in <laughs> the straight up food, it's like they get baked or heated uh, and like, eh, it's hard to know. And then, you know, like my experience with snacks at PepsiCo, like, I don't know how you'd put this on chips, <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're in the liquidy world, you know, probably yogurt is as like as dry as it would get. And, and what do they typically complain? What, what are they, what is their concern? Like when they come to you? 
well, for one, it was, you know, like we were talking about the consumer experience, right? So this yes, we're getting some negative feedback on this. Uh-huh. Help us fix this. It's not also taste. Yeah. Like oh. so a great example is, I don't know if you've had some CBD beverages, but a lot of them yes, that I've I have. tried <laughs> need like a weird aftertaste. Uh, that aftertaste is from what's called a surfactant. And a surfactant is a chemical that you add and it helps it absorb in water. So surfactants actually are what make like soap. Uh, foamy. So surfactants, they'll leave kind of a gross taste on your tongue. And Mm. we are focused on like for our CBD particle, for example, we actually have super minimal, it's basically undetectable Mm. and and the aftertaste, which is really nice. So yeah, so appearance, the settling and the emulsification, if you will, the taste experience as well. And I must say that the bioavailability hasn't been as much on the radar, but it is absolutely increasing. I just went to a trade show actually last week. It's called Supply Side West. And I swear like every 10th booth, and it's about it's sort of more ingredients suppliers showcasing mm-hmm. that. Every 10th booth had something about bioavailability, yeah. which again is you can put stuff in a product. It just, you just rent it for a while, right? It goes, yeah, away. right. <laughs> it's not actually doing it. It's kind of flushing but, it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But true bioavailability comes from almost changing the properties to a degree. And again, MBA, not a scientist here, yeah. but um, changing the properties so that it actually will absorb into your system, which is water-based. And so bioavailability is something that I'm predicting and many mm-hmm. are in the industry yep. that we have increased importance. And so those companies that are coming to us that we talk to are, that's on their radar and it's increasing. Does, how, how does Spoke, uh, like where do your clients come from? Like, how do they learn about you or how are you connecting with them? So a lot of it's just through our natural networks. You know, I've been in consumer goods since 2003. I know a lot of folks. And so there's that. And then, you know, everyone else in the company also has their own networks. And so we're, you know, going out and talking to folks, asking what problems they have, kind of a lot more open-ended questions than, you know, again, we we engage in, in selling in the right way, which is like, tell me about your problems and maybe we can help solve it. And sometimes we can't help people and that's totally okay. Um, instead of saying, I have this thing without ever hearing <laughs> what they have as challenges. So that's kind of how we do it. And it's certainly a longer sales cycle, right? Like I mentioned, yeah. talking to folks in various pieces and parts of a company, especially if it's larger, is really critical, right? So, you know, because I'm the commercial gal, I might be talking more to the folks, you know, the chief um, commercial officer, like the head of sales, and then also maybe the head of marketing, whereas then our scientists will talk to the head of R&D, et cetera. So it's a multifaceted um, communications approach. And yeah, that's who that's who we are making contact with. And then some who hear about what we're up to through LinkedIn, et cetera, are coming to us and asking. Yeah. So, so being a really good member of the community probably helps quite a bit. <laughs> For sure. Keeping our ears open and then genuinely wanting to solve people's problems. It's not just about money for us. It's about how like products that we put in and on our bodies can be better and can be better for us. We are a part of that. And we want to help companies that have scale and also smaller ones that are starting up and trying to grow. Oh, awesome. Mandy Lozano. And again, you are the, what was it? The chief, no. Chief the, development officer. Yeah. Chief development yeah. officer. Well, that's fine. You <laughs> yeah. get to design stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I help a lot also with like the market identification and then, you know, forecasts and et cetera, like where we hope to go. Yeah, Mm. because yeah, all the commercial things. And I let the scientists do the science because they're well-suited for that, not me. Sure. 
Awesome. Well, your website, spokesciences.com. Mandy Lozano, thank you so much for joining us. You're so welcome, Josh. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.